This is Tim Bryan, pastor of Lifeway Apostolic Church, and this is our podcast. Thank you for joining us today. My prayer is that this message will inspire, build your faith, and draw you closer to Jesus Christ. Enjoy this message. Amen. Amen. This is the first Sunday of 2019. And um, I almost started this off by tripping over a stool. So we don't want to do that. Hey, Amen. I want to say thank you for being here today um, and the first Sunday of 2019. And how many have written 2018 on one a check or something and you had to scratch that out and make it 19? Yeah, some of you probably have to do that. And um, getting used to the new year. How many have had New Year's resolutions? Anybody have New Year's resolutions? Um, how many have stuck to those resolutions? <laughs> yeah. All right, a couple people. And um, um, we, on New Year's Eve here at the church, we begin to uh, apply spiritual things that we wanted to, to do in our life, the next step of, of growth and um, different things that we wanted to achieve, even personally and as a church. And um, uh, how many here Wednesday night? How many were here Wednesday, Wednesday night? I could probably look around and see that you're here. You're going to hear part two of Wednesday night. And those of you that were not here, you're going to hear it for the first time. And um, you're going to hear the heartbeat of this pastor here today um, with the help of the Lord. Everybody say amen. 2019 is, is a very pivotal year in our church um, this is the beginning of the fifth year of this church being um, a church, I guess you could say, uh, together as a group of believers. Um, we started off with seven folks in our home, in our living room, and um, God has, has seen fit to bless this congregation, and we have grown and uh, not only in number, uh, which I'm thankful for, but I'm very thankful that we're growing spiritually. It is the uh, drive of, of myself through the help of the Lord, to each one of you grow spiritually this year. If you leave 2019 the same way you entered, you need to reflect on what you did in 2019. Um, there needs to be growth. You say, Pastor, 2018 was a terrible year and nothing but heartache and pain, um, different things, but I hope you learned something through that. And we can look at our life and we can, we can learn from it or we can choose to go ahead and continue to live in it. And I choose to learn from my ups and my downs. Somebody say amen. Turn with me to Galatians chapter number 5. If you would stand with me in Galatians chapter number 5. Um, and uh, scripture did not read. I have a few more scriptures than we read on Wednesday night. Uh, but I'll, tonight or today I'm going to speak on victory in faithfulness. Everybody say victory. Um, there is victory in faithfulness. I was originally... I told Brother Zach, I said, I felt like it was going to be liberty and faithfulness. And, and the more you study, the more you think about different things, um, really faithfulness and um, having faith is, is, is such a broad um, stroke, I guess, through, through Scripture. And I want to just speak just a little while on victory in faithfulness. Galatians chapter number 5, verse number 19 through 26. Now the works of the flesh... Are manifest. Everybody say they're manifest. manifest. How does something come manifest? It becomes visible. 
That's how, what it means. When God robed himself in flesh, he manifested himself, right? He became known. Now the works of the flesh are manifest. So if you want to live in flesh, these are the things that come out. Works of the flesh are manifest, which are these. Adultery, fornication. Some of y'all thinking, man, pastor, he's just going right into 2019. <laughs> Adultery, fornication, uncleanness, lasciviousness, idolatry, witchcraft, hatred, variance, immolations, wrath, strife, seditions, heresies. We're probably hitting some people here today. Envyings, murders, drunkenness, revelings, and such like. And of which I tell you before, also I have also told you in times past, that they which do such things shall not inherit the kingdom of God. Verse number 22, but, everybody say but. But, but the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, long-suffering, gentleness, goodness, here's that word, faith, meekness, temperance, and against such there is no law. And they that are Christ have crucified the flesh. In other words, crucify the idolatry, crucify the uncleanness, crucify the adultery, crucify the envies, crucified all those things that are like those things. Have Christ have crucified the flesh with the effect affections of and lust. If we live in the spirit, let us also walk. Everybody say walk. This is a very powerful scripture if you just slow down and just read it and let it speak to you. Let us also walk in the spirit. Let us not be desirous of vain glory, provoking one another, envying one another. Let me just tell you what this is. This is spiritual maturity is what this is. The scripture is spiritual maturity. Now, not all of us get it right the first time. Is there anybody perfect in here? Would you please stand? Uh, say, I got you, right? <laughs> Sister Shanika sat right down. Everybody else is like, I ain't sitting down on that. I know he's joking. Um, there's none, none perfect save one. Let me just say that. There's nobody perfect. I'm not perfect. Um, I'm not even close to being perfect. But I'm thankful I have a God that I can call upon who is perfect. Amen. So I'm going to talk to you today a little bit about victory and faithfulness. You may be seated in the name of the Lord. Now, I am not sure. At times, I know how a message is going to be delivered. Times, I know what things I'm going to say and how I'm going to say it. Times, I know and how I want to present it. And this one, we're just going to fill our way through today with the help of the Lord have a lot of notes and a lot of things that I want to look at and some scriptures, but we're going to um, look at some things in the Bible that will help us into spiritual maturity. I think after four years of this church being in existence and those of you that have been coming, whether you've been coming off and on or this, maybe this may be your very first Sunday, I am calling on the church to start 
acting like a mature church. Um, maturity is important. Now, I do understand that those that come into the house of the Lord for the very first time and you're getting to know the Lord, that you are not in a place of spiritual maturity in areas that I'm going to talk about. And I understand that, but I want the church to know that we're going to put a high bar out there and we're going to expect the church to grow up just a little bit. Our church has been around for four years and, and we have allowed certain things to let people grow and we always want to give people room to grow and have a room for air, room for a place that they can find their, find their spiritual legs, so to speak. But I want to challenge us in our spirit and challenge us in our walk today. It's time to grow up just a little bit. I'm going to preach a little strong here today. I'm going to just kind of piggyback off of Wednesday night. But I'm here to tell you, we need to grow up just a little bit in our walk with God. And if you are a guest today, and if you this is your first time, I just want you to hear it. And, and this may not be applicable to you in all areas today. But I wonder if there is people that want to put away childish things and really take the name of Jesus Christ and, and live for him the way they really should live for him. And I know that's a very general statement, but I want to bring into focus just a little bit one of the areas that we really need to grow up in the house of God, and that is the word of faith or faithfulness. I mean, just say the ground or the root word of faithfulness is to have faith. And I, I truly believe that when somebody is sick, some spiritual mature person needs to say, that person can be healed by the power of Jesus Christ. When we call for the people to pray and we call for the elders to pray for the sick, we need spiritual mature people to say that person can be healed by the power of Jesus Christ. There will be some that are not sure how it works and that's fine, but what you got to do is watch those who have faith and, and understand their walk in faith and, and begin to emulate their faith in Jesus Christ. Spiritual maturity comes when you look at someone perhaps that has gone on before you. Some of us in our walk with God, and I include myself, we feel like we have all the answers. Thus, we don't want to hear to the elders and we don't want to hear to the people that have gone before us because they don't have a credential. Let me tell you about a credential. One of the greatest credentials anyone can have is they have walked with Jesus Christ. And they have a talk with Jesus. They commune with the Lord. I want to find myself close to people that are talking to the Lord. They have the mind of Christ. They have an understanding of who Jesus is, an understanding of what he can accomplish in my life. If you walk around with people that have doubts and have, have worries and, and oh, they don't want, ever want to pray and they don't ever want to do this and ever, never want to go to the house of God, you need to find yourself new friends. I said you need to find yourself new friends. If all your friends want to do is complain about this and complain about that and get upset about this and accept about that, you need to find yourself being more mature in the presence of God and say, Lord, let me get around people with faith. Let me get around people that have the knowing of who Jesus is. Let me be a part of a kingdom that is greater than myself. We challenging us today to become spiritually mature. And I want to give you some tools today before I get into this message of what it means to be spiritually mature in faith. One of the words that I am using, the victory in faithfulness. 
the word faithfulness, a biblical definition, if you will. The biblical definition of faithfulness is somebody that is true, devoted, who is staunch, who is faithful, who is constant, who is loyal. Loyal implies qualities of stability. Somebody say stability. Dependability and devotion. Faithful implies long continued steadfast fidelity to whatever one is bound to by a pledge or a duty or obligation. In other words a faithful friend. The Bible says he is a friend that sticketh closer than a brother. The only faithful friend that we really have is Jesus Christ and we will sometimes fail one another but if I get close to Jesus I'll become more like him therefore I can become a more faithful friend. Be devoted. Bible says he come to save the church. There are a lot of things in this world and you can't confuse me to say that the world is not in the church because y'all bring it in. I said we bring the world in. And sometimes it takes three songs and offering and a pastor to get up in order to get us to the place that we'll worship him in spirit and in truth. But I'm here to tell you, I'm looking for faithful people of God that have been walking for God through the week and communing with God to a place that we are spiritually mature. Then when we come into the house of God together, there's explosive praise. There's explosive prayer. And faith is at its all-time high. Talking about spiritual growth. Young people, let me tell you today that this is not something that is over your head. You can become spiritually mature in your faith at a young age. Don't just just go by and say, well, I'm just young. Forget about David was young. He made some mistakes, but, but he had a walk with God. I may not get it right all the time, and you may not get it right all the time, but you got to be faithful to God. you got to be faithful to His service, faithful to the kingdom, faithful to the house of God. Can I say it today? Faithful, faithful to the man of God, faithful to the kingdom of God and His word. Now, I have never really preached in this manner because I have found it so true more in my lifetime now than ever before the importance to have a man of God in your life do not dismiss the man of God that God has put in front of you don't dismiss me quickly this may come across prideful to you and some of you that are guests here today and I don't want to keep referencing this but I want you to understand that when God puts an authority in your life it's good to have good counsel from that authority Don't dismiss the man of God that he's put in your life. I have a man of God in my life. I was uh, on the phone with a man yesterday or day before. And this man, I began to tell him about some things that was going through and and decisions and some conversations that I had. And I needed him to either tell me I was wrong or to tell me I'm doing the right thing. And, and, And then after I wanted to get all the advice I want, he asked me something very specific. He said, how's your marriage? I'm like, oh, snap. Whoa, wait a minute, time out. I was talking about the church and the things of God and, and needed, needed somebody to encourage me. He said, no, how's your family? How's your, how's your wife? How, how's your marriage? I'm here to tell you, we need to be faithful in our homes. We need to be faithful in the house of God. We need to be faithful in the gifts that God has given to us. We all need a man of God to speak in things of our life and to bring the things back into order. 
don't be afraid of the man of God wanting to pray for you. I was talking to this man on the phone about a, about a month ago, or just a few weeks ago, and this man began to, he said, before we get off the phone, it's time to pray. Ladies and gentlemen, you got to get spiritually mature enough to not just talk about the whims of this world, but when you're on a friend, on the phone with a friend, you know what, let's talk about Jesus just for a moment. Let's pray and commune with God just for a moment. It doesn't hurt to pray over the phone with somebody because that shows spiritual maturity in Jesus. If we have time to talk about everything else, we may have time to talk about Jesus Christ. If you got time to talk about your neighbor, you got time to talk about people in church, you better find time to talk about Jesus Christ. We need to be spiritually mature in the house of God and in the kingdom of God. Faithfulness. Everybody say faithfulness. Poke your neighbor and say faithfulness. Poke your other neighbor and say, hey, the pastor means business. Faithfulness is something that is strict, that is thorough to the performance of a duty. A faithful worker, true to one's word, true to one's promises, true to one's vows, steady in allegiance or affection, somebody that is loyal, somebody that is constant, somebody that is reliable and trusted and can be believed, adhering to or true to the fact, living for a standard, living for the original, accurate, uh, a faithful account of what they've been charged to do, full of faith and somebody that's full of belief. Let's go to Genesis chapter number 3. I was going to do this later on, Brother uh, uh, Raphael, but let's go to Genesis chapter number 3, verse number 8. And they heard the voice or the sound of the Lord walking in the garden in the cool of the day. And Adam and his wife hid themselves from the presence of the Lord God amongst the trees of the garden. And the Lord God called unto Adam. Here's the thing. God is calling every single one of us. I said God's calling you by name. God's calling you by name right now. It doesn't matter where you are in your walk with God. If this is the first time you've been in an apostolic church or you've been going for 50 years, God is still calling your name. I said God is always faithful to call you by name. Bible says he is the faithful one. So the Lord called unto Adam and said unto him, Where art thou? And he said, I heard thy voice in the garden. I was afraid because I was naked and I hid myself. And he said, who told thee that thou wast naked? Hast thou eaten of the tree whereof I commanded thee that thou shouldest not eat? And the man said, the woman whom thou givest to me, she gave me of the tree and did eat. Let's go on to verse number 13. And the Lord said unto them, what is this that thou hast done? Did you find in the scripture that the Bible says that the Lord was found faithful because he came down to Adam and Eve? But Adam was not faithful because he was not where he needed to be. And what happened when Adam was not found faithful, there became questions in his life. You find in Scripture, because Adam was not found faithful, questions came up. In other words, the Lord says, where are you? The first question is, where are you? Look to your neighbor and say, where are you? When God's call on your name, where are you at? Do you even hear the calling of the Lord? Do you understand the sound of the presence of God? Some of us need to shake the dust of the world off of us so we can hear God clearly. Huh, okay. Where are you? 
the Lord knew exactly where they were. But because of our unfaithfulness, questions happen to start creeping up in our life. And the Lord begins to ask questions. That was the first question, where are you? Second question, the Lord asked, he said, who told you that you were naked? He began to ask more questions. He said, hast thou eaten of the tree whereof I commanded thee thou shouldn't eat? More questions. Now, did you do what I told you not to do? This is what happens in our walk with God when we are not found faithful. There becomes questions in our life. The questions start popping up more and more. Did you do what you're not supposed to do? It's like a, it's like a conversation with the pastor right here. Why are you so upset? Where you been at? Where'd you go? I know you where you were. You were sitting at home when you should have been in the house of God. <laughs> I'm just going to preach it anyway. But pastor, I was afraid because I had sin in my life. I don't care. You take it back to the throne of grace and God will pick you up and put you upon a solid rock. You can't neglect the place and the thing that God has saved you on heard the voice in the garden I was afraid because I was naked so many times we hide ourselves from the presence of God and the man of God and the people of God because we're afraid ladies and gentlemen there is nothing to be afraid of all I know is there is peace in Jesus there is love in Jesus there is a sound mind in Jesus because he is faithful to me he said who told you you were naked Next question came up. Who told you about this? He began to ask more questions. Did you do what I asked you not to do? And then we begin to blame, point the finger. Pastor, you don't understand what I've been through. Well, okay. I may not know exactly what you're going through, but there's some principles you need to add to your life to get faithfulness and maturity in your life. What is this that thou hast done? It, see, we find ourselves feeling guilty. We find ourselves in a place that we feel like we can't show up. We get to the place that we feel like, I don't even know how I got to the place that I am. But what you got to realize is Jesus is always going to be there because he is that faithful friend. He is that one that's going to show up and call you by name. And all he wants for you to do is respond to him. And say, Lord, I want to talk back with you. The devil will try to tell us that you shouldn't show up, that you shouldn't. When I say show up, I'm talking about talking to the Lord. When, you, when, you, when I'm talking about showing up and being faithful, first of all, you got to be faithful to God. Communion with the Lord. Because if you can't be faithful to God, you can't be faithful to his kingdom. I'm just going to, you can't be faithful to God and be faithful to his kingdom. 1 Corinthians chapter number 4. Verses 1 through 2, this is how one should regard us as servants of Christ and stewards of the mysteries of God. Moreover, it is required, everybody say required. It is required of stewards. Stewards means that you are a part of the kingdom. You, are a, you have a place. Moreover, it is required of stewards that they be found faithful. And let me tell you today what faithfulness is. Faithfulness is a fruit. It is not sacrifice. Pastor, I'm faithful to church. That's, that, that, that's, that's just a fruit of your life. It is not a sacrifice to talk to the Lord. 
It is not sacrifice to show up to the house of God. You don't understand, Pastor? It's a great sacrifice. No, faithfulness is not a sacrifice. Faithful is a fruit of what's in your life, of the sacrifices that you have done that produce faithfulness. I'm going to prove that in Scripture here in just a moment. The lack of faithfulness creates distance. It makes room for doubt and the questions to set in. Proverbs 25 and 19, confidence in a man unfaithful or confidence in an unfaithful man in a time of trouble is like a broken tooth and a foot out of joint. Somebody say, oh, no. (laughs) We may not put this on the podcast, brother. I'm here that we need a church that is full of mature people of God who are committed and faithful to the cause of Christ that when people call the, of the name and the people of the church begin to call upon us, we are not found like a broken tooth or a foot out of joint. I want the man of God to call upon me and I'm ready to receive, I'm ready to hear, and I'm ready to act. I wonder what the Lord does when he calls us by name. It's calls on and we won't listen to him, that we won't commune with him. Are we like a a foot out of joint and a broken tooth in his spirit. Ladies and gentlemen, God is calling for a church to rise up and say, I don't want to be that foot out of joint and I don't want to be a toothache in the sight of God. I want to be mature in faithfulness in my walk for God. When I tell my kids to clean their room, and I go up or clean their room, not my room, when I tell them to clean their room and I go up there and it's done, it feels good. But when I tell Ellie to go up there and clean her room and, and 24 hours go by and I go up there, maybe she did clean it and it took 24 hours to get it dirty again. I don't know. I go up there and it's not done. It's a pain in my neck. I love her. She does a good job cleaning her room. They do a good job. But when, when God calls us, It says it's time to rise up. It's time to take the challenge. And the Lord sees us. He's wondering, where is their faith? Where is their faith? I thought that they said on Sunday in a time of prayer that they were going to be committed to me. And now that I called them, I can't find them. Where are they? Here's the thing that we got to get to. And I love praise and worship, and I love shouting. I love worshiping the Lord, and I love getting, getting all emotional in the presence of God. But so many times we allow our emotions to dictate our commitment. I'm here to tell you, my commitment dictate my emotions. I said my commitment to God dictates what I do for the Lord, not my emotions. Because if you're like me, you'll commit to God on a Sunday in a time of prayer and shout and dance. And when Monday happens, your, your zeal has worn out and you haven't built any foundation of faithfulness to what you have committed to. Some of you. And this is maybe just a pastor's way of thinking over the next the last few years. And I have heard many people say, Pastor, I'm on it now. I'm on the mountaintop now. I can do it now. And I sit back and watch. And that, that commitment and that zeal may be there for a moment. But I'm watching for the committed life, the fruit of faithfulness, the victory through faithfulness, not through the zeal of the moment, not through the emotional song. But I'm looking for a life. I'm looking for fruit that will be mature in the presence of God. The fruit of faithfulness in a mature walk with God. If we're going to grow this church, 
with the help of the Lord, and God's going to grow the church with my help or not. But if I want to be a part of the kingdom of God, I do not want to be a broken tooth or a foot out of joint in the house of God. If you want to be a leader in this church or if you aspire to be a leader in this church, you cannot be a broken tooth or a foot out of joint. I'm just going to say it. Can I say it that way? You do not want to be a foot out of joint and be a broken tooth. You want to be found faithful. You want to be found faithful to the Word of God and be faithful to the kingdom of God, to the house of God, and to the man of God. I got a spatter of clap. I got an amen, I heard an oh me maybe, and I heard a sigh. We're going to preach on anyway. Psalm 73, 27 and 28, for behold, this is the ESV version, those who are far from you shall perish and put an end to everyone who is unfaithful to you. But for me, it is good to be near to God. I have made the Lord my refuge that I may dwell, that I may tell of all your good works. I want to be a friend of God. I want to have the hand of God. I want to have the mind of God. I want to have the presence of God. I want to be washed by his word, washed by his presence. I want to be the encouragement for others. Not be one that will be there to discourage. Those that discourage one another are those that are not walking with God. You want to know how I know this? I watch your fruit in your faithfulness. And when the lack of faithfulness is there, the lack of faithfulness in your communion with God, the things of the flesh begin to crop up. Galatians 5. Galatians 5 begins to creep into our life when we have the lack of faithfulness and communion to God. Because God begins to change our life. Now You really can't talk about faithful or faithfulness, or faith. And the first man in the Bible that I began to look at and to study was Abraham. In the scripture, it calls him the father of the faithful. In James 2, 23, Abraham believed God, and it was accounted to him for righteousness. Everybody say he believed he had faith in God, and it was counted to him for righteousness. If you don't believe in God, you need to start believing in God. You need to get a hold of somebody and get close to somebody that has faith in a faithful God, in a God that can move mountains, in a God that can wash away sins, in a God that can put families back together, in a God that can take the, the disease and, and make, you, make you whole again. He can take those that are depressed and give you joy. He can take the broken hearts and give you peace. That's the kind of faithful God that I have. That if I have trouble in my spirit I go commune with him and he'll point out the flaws and he'll begin to wash away the past and wash away the sin and he'll put me back up on a rock. The cool thing about Jesus he won't tell me what I want to hear. He'll tell me what I need to hear. And that's what a true faithful friend will do. I said a true faithful friend will build in me, will iron sharpeneth iron in the house of God. I'm looking for a group of people that will rise up and say, I want to be faithful to God. And I want a friend that will not only tell me what I'm doing right, but a people I want God to tell me what I'm doing wrong. To perfect me. Abraham believed God. And it was accounted to him for righteousness. Abraham was called the father of the faithful in Galatians 3. Romans 4. It's a friend of God in James 2. 
He's an example to us in many ways. Therefore, it is always good to study him and learn the life of Abraham. If you have a hard time showing up on your job, study the life of Abraham. Oh boy, it got quiet in here now, especially with all the employers. <laughs> know that there are people that are unfaithful. I wonder what we were. Some of us are more faithful to our job than we are communion with God. That's a problem. I said, that's a problem. I said, that's a problem. You're more faithful to your job than your wife or your spouse or your kids. You need to get right in your family. You need to get right. You need to get, become spiritually mature. I said spiritually mature. Now you say, Pastor, the title of this message is Victory in Faithfulness. I'm glad you reminded me, and we're going to get there. And com com commenting on the statement that Abraham was the friend of God, Mr. Guy Wood said this, God regarded Abraham as his friend because he was ever faithful to God and always submitted his will to God's. It's interesting. We find faithfulness all through the life of Abraham. In his faithfulness and obedience, Abraham demonstrated several characteristics that we would do well today to emulate so that we might too become friends of God. How many want to be a friend of God? First thing that Abraham emulated was being faithful. Nearly every action in Abraham's life shows his great faith in God. He left his country and countrymen never to return. Hebrews 11 and 8. He believed the promise of the Son through such a birth was naturally impossible. Romans 4. He cast out a son, Ishmael, when Sarah and God commanded it. He was even willing to offer Isaac the son of a promise when God demanded it in Hebrews 11 17. Because of his great faith, he enjoyed the victory of faith. Let me say that again. Because of his great faith, he enjoyed the victory of faith. All right. I got a yes and a few amens and a come on. Let's go. Let's go and prove it in Scripture. Genesis chapter number 22. Turn with me right now to Genesis chapter number 22. Everybody say, God is a provider. What we find here in Scripture is that Abraham, everything that he did, he wanted to do after God's heart. After he wanted to put on the mind of God, told him to do something, he was faithful to receive that and do it. I said he was faithful to receive it and do it. Here's the thing. Many of us can't receive the word of God because we're not present. I'm not talking about Sunday. When you rise up on the, on, on home on Monday, and during that day you find a time of prayer, some of us are not present to receive. Then you get frustrated about not being called upon to do something. But if you're not receiving from God, and you're not made available to the kingdom of God, then you cannot be used for the kingdom of God. You want to show up in the flesh? You will reap the benefits of the flesh. We'll go back to Galatians 5. Recognize the fruits of the flesh and fruits of the Spirit and see which one are there. We're measured and we're seen, but we find in, in, in Genesis that Abraham was found faithful. The first step in Scripture is you got to be found faithful. 
You can't do the faithful thing until you're found faithful. I'm thankful that we have a group of people here that desire to be found faithful. I don't want questions coming up in my life. I don't want people wondering where I stand. I don't want people wondering if I believe in God. I don't want people wondering if I walk with God. I want the fruit of my life to present to them a life that is communing with Jesus. What kind of church do we want to be? We want to be a spiritually mature church in faithfulness. If you look in Scripture through the lens of faithfulness, you'll find stories much like we are finding today with Abraham. Genesis 22. Let's go to verse number 9. And they came to a place which God had told him of. It's amazing God told him and then he showed up. Abraham was faithful to hear the instruction of the Lord and he went to the exact place that God told him to go. Many of us will hear a word from God then we put our own agenda to it and our own spin on it and show it up in a kind of place because it's more convenient. Lord, couldn't you just make this a four-hour walk instead of a couple-day walk? I think this mountain will do just fine. But the Bible says that God... Uh, they came to the place which God had told him of and Abraham built an altar there everybody say there and Abraham built an altar there and laid the wood in order and bound Isaac his son and laid him on the altar upon the wood. And Abraham stretched forth his hand and took the knife to slay his son. And the angel of the Lord, and some of them say, why in the world would he even raise a knife? And he just said it. Why in the world would he raise a knife? Because God told him to sacrifice his son. But Abraham had enough faith to know that the Lord, if he spoke it, he was going to make a way. That God would always provide. That God would always do what he says to do if I do what he asked me to do. In other words, not my will, but thy will be done. And Abraham stretched forth his hand and took the knife to slay his son. And the angel of the Lord called unto him out of the heaven and said, Abraham, Abraham. And he said, thank you, here I am. Here am I. And verse number 12, and he said, lay not thine hand upon the lad, neither do thou anything unto him. For now I know that thou fearest God, seeing thou hast not withheld thy son, thine only son, from me. And verse number 13, it becomes victory. Victory came, and Abraham lifted up his eyes and looked, and behold, behind him a ram caught in a thicket by his thorns, by his horns. And Abraham went and took the ram and offered him up for a burnt offering instead of his son. Let me tell you, faithfulness is not in the in the offering of sacrifice. Is it in a life who's made up to says, I'm gonna show up when God tells me to show up. I'm gonna do and listen to his word and his will when he calls me to do it. Be faithful in his word, and victory will come in your life. I said be faithful in communion to God and let your life be a, a life of fruit of faithfulness because we found in Galatians that faithfulness and faith is a fruit. It is not a sacrifice. Because of Abraham's faith, a sacrifice was presented. 
Sometimes, oh, pastor, it is a sacrifice for me to pray. It's a sacrifice for me to get the house of God. It's a sacrifice to, to, to be faithful to my brothers. It's a sacrifice to be faithful to the kingdom of God. No, you just don't have enough faith for fruit. I said you just don't have the fruit. It is not a sacrifice. The Bible says faith is not a sacrifice. We bring ourselves to a place of sacrifice. We lay our sins. We lay a sacrifice of praise. We lay a sacrifice of, of sin upon the altar. We lay aside all the things. And we do lay ourselves down. But not because of, we don't do it because we bring our faith in sacrifice. We bring faith in order to have a sacrifice. And let me show you this in scripture. In verse number 13 again. And Abraham lifted up his eyes and looked. Everybody say he looked. Let me just say, if Abraham decided to go to the wrong place to bring a sacrifice of his son, I'm venture to say the ram wouldn't have been there. Don't get upset at God when we put our own agenda on the word of God and God doesn't show up like he said he's going to show up. Maybe because we're in the wrong place. Abraham lifted up his eyes and looked and behold Behind him a ram. Everybody say a ram. What is a ram? I got begin to, I, at about 11.30 last night, I got Holy Ghost goosebumps all down my back. And I, maybe it's just me. I just overlooked this, but what is a ram? A ram is a mature lamb. It's a male mature lamb. Look it up. Google it. I did. Like, Brother Google's good sometimes. But Brother Google's bad sometimes too. <laughs> a ram is a male, a mature lamb. <laughs> and it's hit me like a ton of bricks. If I'm faithful to God, he becomes my mature lamb who was laid down on a cross for me. If I position myself in faith to God, I receive the lamb that was slain from the foundation of the world. We find in Scripture and in the New Testament, Jesus, yes, he came as a baby. But the Bible says he became into maturity and he grew in the presence of God. And when he became mature, began to carry the weight of the sins of the world, then he laid down his life for us. Just as Abraham needed that perfect lamb, God provided him a mature ram for a place of sacrifice. I'm here to tell you today, if you have faith in God and you want to walk with God, he already laid down his life and a mature lamb was laid on the, on the cross for me. And when I have all doubt and I wonder when things are not going right, just do what the word of God says to do. He will lead you to a place. He will lead you to a place that once would be, be, may look like captivity, but he will provide a way of an escape. In your life. I'm thankful for the mature lamb that was laid down for me. Verse number 13 again. And Abraham lifted up his eyes and looked. And behold, behind him a ram caught in the thicket by his horns. And Abraham went and took the ram. Offered him up for a burnt offering instead of his son, and Abraham called the name of that place Jehovah Jireh. And as is said to this day, in the mount of the Lord, it shall be seen. I don't do it for vain glory. 
My faithfulness is not for vainglory. It's not for the adoration of men. But I do it for the glory of the Lord Jesus Christ. Don't come to me and say, Pastor, look what I did. I don't give two hoots about what you did. I want to hear what Jesus Christ has done in your life. I'm thankful for everybody that serves. I'm thankful for the musicians. I'm thankful for the people in the media. I'm thankful for all the Sunday school teachers. I'm thankful for everybody that does everything in our church. But what I'm more concerned about is your growth in Jesus Christ and your faithfulness. But because without faithfulness, all we're doing is just, just a duty and just doing something that just can mean to nothing in this world. But if we can do it to the exalt the name that is above every name, I believe God will give all the glory. I want the Lord to be seen in this church. I said, I want the Lord to be seen in this church. I don't want the accolades of men to oh outshine the accolades of the Lord Jesus Christ. That's what happens. You know what happens in a in a in a in a, in a, a, a church that's young, that's full of people that are just floundering around, floundering around as they look for self glory. They look for self glorification. They look look what I did. It doesn't matter what you did. Are you found faithful? If you're found faithful, then that's something to be excited about because in your faithfulness there will become victory in your sacrifice. There's victory in faithfulness. Abraham experienced such a wide range of emotions when taking his son to sacrifice him because he was doing what God called him to do. He went to where God told him to go. He went to, to where God told him to He built the, the altar. He built everything. He bound his son. He did everything that God asked him to do. And no doubt, he didn't want anybody else. The Bible says he didn't tell anybody else about where he was going. In fact, he told his servant, you need to stay here. I'm going to go on a little bit further because he didn't want him to know really what was going on. Sometimes we don't need to shout from the mountaintop what God's about to do in our life. It doesn't matter what people say. As long as I'm in the hands of God, and I'm doing the work of God God's going to be my provider and he's going to be my victor I wonder if there's somebody in the house of God today that will stand up and say Pastor I want to be faithful to God I want to be faithful to his kingdom I want to be faithful to this church I want to be faithful to the man of God and I'm going to give God all the glory Come on, let's stand together right now Let's her clap our hands unto the Lord and give God some praise right now Come on, clap your hands to Jesus. Clap your hands to Jesus. I was talking to somebody via text last night. They said, Pastor, what about this ministry? Who can we, who can we use in this mystery, ministry? I said, look for fruit. He said, you may, you may think this is kind of odd, but I said, look through uh, the church directory and look for fruit. I look for apples and oranges. You may find a couple knuckleheads, but look for fruit. Look for fruit because I want to use people that have fruit. The fruit of faithfulness. The fruit of love. The fruit of bringing people together. The fruit of, uh, of desiring a work of God. More than a desire of their own works. Looking for people that have communion and have a heart for God. Looking for people that have a heart to do the things of God, not for their own vain glory, 
but for the glory of Jesus Christ. Abraham was called the father of the faithful because whatever God spoke, he wanted to fulfill it. He wanted to be it. He wanted to be exactly where God called him to be. He wanted to do exactly what God called him to do. Now faithfulness should fall in every part of our life. And some of you probably are looking at me saying, Pastor, I'm going to do better at this. I'll do better at being at church. I'll be better at showing up. I'll do better. I don't want you to worry about doing better at showing up for church. And you think, Pastor, that's the wrong thing to say. Here's what I'm going to say. I want you to better at communion with God, and that will push you to the house of God. I want you to do better at talking to the Lord, praying and reading the Bible, and then you'll desire to be around God's people. The fruit of faithfulness comes from communion with God. I desire to talk to the Lord, and out of my life will be fruits. You live after the flesh? Galatians 5 will tell you exactly where you'll go and what you'll do. You'll have the fruits of wickedness, of judgment. Perilous times will come things that you're not prepared to do it'll take you, know, I've said this before but sin will take you down the road you're not prepared to go down and you say well pastor that works the same way with walking with the Lord but oh he prepares a table before me in the presence of mine enemies when you walk after the Lord your cup runneth over and goodness and mercy they follow me all the days of my life say pastor how do I get there well I'm glad you asked it starts with a prayer of repentance because you just don't one day become faithful the fruit of faithfulness it takes time it takes work it takes dedication it takes commitment to have the fruit of faithfulness you can start that road of faithfulness But that fruit over time, it becomes mature. It's a planted seed. It grows in a tree. And then all of a sudden, plop, a beautiful fruit of faithfulness. So if you come to me and say, Pastor, I want to be faithful. I'm like, yay. Now show me the fruit. Show me the fruit. Become spiritually mature in your faithfulness. Somebody say amen. The worship team is going to come right now. Thank you for listening to today's message. If you like what you've heard, please subscribe, rate, and review this podcast. If you would like to know more information about our church, please check us out on Facebook at Lifeway Apostolic Church. May God richly bless you.